You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Still just sitting here broadcasting from the Vivid Seats studios. Make sure you use promo code OVERTIME on the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases, first-time customers only. So what in the world is going on? I thought we already did this whole podcast thing this morning. I'm kind of confused. So in the old Facebook group... I threw out a uh, request for ideas for the show. Mr. Mike came up with the idea of the, on this day or whatever, right? In this day in Packers history. And I thought, that's a good idea. I'll, you know, jump on the Google machine, find out what's going on. Little, little, little segment like, hey, guess what? Packers picked up a free agent one day. And then as I was kind of marinating on it, it kind of dawned on me how cool it was that I was doing a daily podcast and that I'm, essentially documenting every single day of Green Bay Packers history. Whether there's anything interesting going on or not, you can kind of get a sense of the tone and the tenor and what's going on with the team. And so I thought, you know what, I want to try something. I want to use my own podcast as a way to look back in time. And to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm sure there are a lot of really terrible uh, predictions and things that are going to be said, but I want to give it a shot. Because I actually think it'd be kind of cool to be able to go back and be like, oh, man, I remember that. And just even I I listened to this podcast like I completely forgot about that person being even on the team. But for the first episode, and there's not going to be many now, but I'm I'm really thinking long term here, like in 10 years, how cool it's going to be able to how cool it'll be to be able to pluck stuff out of the air. Like, oh, this day three years ago, like something crazy happened. And so anyways, this is just going to be from last year, 2018, somewhat more somber, but I mean, that's what you get. I started this podcast two years ago. All we have is Aaron Rodgers is hurt, the team is terrible, and then the next year, Aaron Rodgers is healthy and the team's terrible. So I, you know, I wish I had something better to give you, but I don't. Um, but there was quite a bit of interesting and, and exciting things, and I cannot wait to get to the Martellus Bennett episodes. I really hope we didn't pass those, because I will cry. Uh, Mike McCarthy getting fired, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just, it'll be something fun to try out. But this is still early in the season in 2018. This is going to be the loss to the Detroit Lions, and um, again, this is still kind of new. It's sort of like the, you know, this isn't good. Something seems a little bit off here. This isn't what we were planning on. So anyways, if, if you're interested, give it a listen. I'm going to be monitoring to see how many people are, are listening, and if it's if it's not a hit, I'd like to be able to keep doing it. I'll probably just go back and listen to old episodes. Some of these, you like, you can't find this episode on iTunes. So the whole, like, why can't I just do this on my own? It, it, it only records on so many or keeps so many on there. But anyways, um, check it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah, got to do a break. A break, and then then let me know what you think and stuff. Nothing really gets the bad taste out of your mouth after a loss to Philly than taking it to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that and a little extra cash also doesn't hurt. If you're into that kind of stuff, my bookie is your place this week for all the fun on Monday Night Football. Still, same as this morning, Packers are favored by 4.5 points. 
And the line is still sitting at 47 over and under. But they don't just have spreads and totals. They got player props, like how many rushing yards for Aaron Jones, how many interceptions Matt Stafford is about to throw. Also, it's not too late to get an NFC North ticket or other season-long predictions. And that just scratches the surface. We've teamed up with MyBookie this October to give you a great offer. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OVERTIME, and they'll match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME, and new users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We've been uh, kind of a one-half team, one good half and one not-so-good half. Smile, though your heart is aching. You know, I was a little off. I missed a couple I usually hit. Definitely disjointed game, not punting, putting up a lot of offense and not uh, not winning the game. In the sky, Had a couple, couple real bad ones. If you smile through your fear and sorrow, We're not playing great uh, in, in any of the three phases for an entire game. Being down at halftime was obviously a, a hole that we couldn't quite dig ourselves out of. We're five games into it. Uh, I didn't care for you know some of the the things that we know we can do better. So uh, it's a, these division games are so important. So yeah, we're two two and one, and we got work to do. We we didn't do enough to win today. That's the time you must keep on trying. This is a look back in, in childhood, you know, high school. This is definitely the worst. So. Uh, bummed about that. We're not going to sit here and point the finger on young guy, old guy, you know, second year guy. We're, we're not, we're not good enough there right now, so we need to be better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most somber day of the Packernet podcast. That took me so long to make. Felt good, though, man. If Nat King Cole singing Smile doesn't make you smile a little bit, granted, I threw in some pretty somber clips, but made me smile. I know everybody's down and everybody's sad, and it's you know, it's bleak. There's, there's, I can't put a positive spin on this. There isn't. I mean, I, I can and I will, but at the end of the day, bottom line is this is week five. So as much as I can say, look, 
Aaron Rodgers can still, he's, he's better than he's playing. The wide receivers are better than they're playing. Hey, the rookies look pretty good. We still got a decent run game. Those, those line, you know, the offensive line look pretty good. Defense held up, you know, several quarters, you know, sometimes they look good when they, you know, when they're not looking terrible. You know, this is a team that has the talent to go blah, 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 blah. Here's the problem. It's been five weeks. This isn't baseball. You know, it's, it, it doesn't matter. When you get to week 17 and you win your final game and you are the best team in the NFL, it doesn't matter. Because gatekeeper, who's going to stand at the door and decide who gets in and who doesn't, is still going to be looking at your overall record. And right now, it, it's just, it's bleak. And it's not bleak because we're, this is insurmountable. It's not. It's bleak because this is our easy part of the season. This is where it's easy. The Washington Redskins were, that was one of the games we were supposed to win. If we're going to continue on and, you know, be a 10-11 win team, you have to beat the Washington Redskins. You have to beat the Buffalo Bills. You have to beat the Detroit Lions. We didn't do it. Now we go up against the 49ers and it's, you know, that's another one. You have to win it. We should win it. Just like we should have beat the Lions, just like we should have beat the Redskins, we should beat the 49ers. They don't have Garoppolo. Now they're running back Matt Breida. He's hurt. He might be out for some time. I mean, they're decimated with injuries. I believe that game is at home. We get an extra day to prepare. We get an extra day to get people back healthy. We should win it, but even if we do, okay. Then we got the Rams. Then we got the Patriots. If we're going to be a 10-win team, we have to win eight more games. There's only 11 left. That means we can only lose three games. Let me let me tell you what, what, what we have to win. We got the Rams, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Bears, the Jets, and the Lions. Are we better than the Rams? No. Just, just based on where we're at right now, can we beat the Rams? No, that's one loss. Can we beat the Patriots? No, that's two losses. Can we beat the Vikings at, at Minnesota? No, that's three losses. Can we beat the Bears in Chicago? No. That's four losses. Can we beat the Falcons as bad as they look at home? Maybe, but that's tough. What about the Cardinals? Cardinals are terrible, but they're starting to turn it around. They, they, even last week, if you were watching what they did, you could say, you know what, this is a team that's struggling, but they're starting to get in their groove, and they just won last week, or, or yesterday. They won. we got to play the Detroit Lions again, December 30th. The Jets have now, for the second week this year, beaten the absolute breaks off of a team. 30 plus points. Seattle Seahawks put up 31 points on the Los Angeles Rams. Miami Dolphins at the very least are a one-half team, which is what the Packers are. They're a team that can do a real good in one half and then just fall apart in the other. I would say the 49ers should be a win. I would say the Miami Dolphins should be a win. I would say the Cardinals probably should win. The Jets probably should win. I'm, I'm, I'm up to four. That makes us a six-win team. Bottom line is all the positivity in the world, the bottom line is they got to figure it out today. No, There's no more leeway. There's no more, hey, you know, we'll get there. The whole September football thing, it's out the door. None of that matters anymore. Teams are starting to figure it out. Teams are starting to win. It's still up in the air. I mean, you look at the Rams. Do they have a good defense? Apparently not. Two weeks in a row, you know, the Vikings just racked up a ton of points. Now the Seattle Seahawks, which I don't think I can name three players on their team that are any good or on, on their offense that are any good. They put up 31 points, but still, these are teams that are figuring it out. These are teams that are starting to put their get their act together. We've won two games, two. I don't think nine is going to cut it. 
We need to win six more. We need to find six. And that's going to mean we're going to have to win division games. We have to beat the Detroit Lions at home. We're going to have to beat either the Bears or the Vikings, if not both, away on the road. That's going to be very, very tough, which means this needs to be a very different team come November 25th. That's when we face our first, that, that's the next time we face a divisional opponent that's in Minnesota against the Vikings. Plain and simple, they have to come out of their bye, their week seven bye, a different team, a transformed team. And that's up to Mike McCarthy. Because all this, you know, yes, Mike McCarthy, or excuse me, Mason Crosby, horrible day. We can put a lot of blame on him. And let, let me just say real quick. If somebody on Twitter or Facebook or in person or anywhere says Mason Crosby is having a terrible game and your reaction to that is, oh, sure, put it all on Mason Crosby. <sighs> I, 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 I don't want this to be logic class. I don't want this to be how to think logically, you know, at least up to eight-year-old level. But if I didn't say all his fault then don't tell me I said all his fault. Because it's not just me. And I, I, I said some stuff on Twitter. Yeah, I wasn't referring necessarily to me. It's other people I see getting attacked. It's like, you guys just... I know you're emotionally distraught because you cannot control your emotions, which is your problem to deal with. But just take a break. It's okay for somebody to say Aaron Rodgers is not doing well. And this is somewhere I was at twice. I said, Aaron Rodgers looks like he doesn't want to be there. Oh, sure, blame it all on Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say all on Aaron Rodgers. I'm just specifically pointed out his deficiencies. I then said the refs are kicking us while we're down, which is true. That call against us that gave him seven points was a bad call. The illegal, the, the phantom illegal shift call that was non-existent, that erased a critical third down conversion that led to a missed field goal. So instead of potentially getting seven points, we get zero, and the other team has the ball and gets to drive down the field. That's a bad thing, and I'm calling out the refs who are doing a bad thing. That doesn't mean I'm saying it's all the refs, that we would have won if not for the refs. If I didn't say it, don't tell me I said it. Learn to think, people. Drive me nuts. If you're not very smart, don't go on Twitter and try to get into arguments, because you're just making your... You're just, what was that quote that's probably misattributed to Abraham Lincoln? Better to keep your mouth shut and let everybody think you're dumb than to open your mouth and relieve all doubt or whatever the case. In other words, if you're dumb, just don't say anything and let people assume you're dumb rather than opening your mouth and proving it. Sorry, it's a frustrating day. There's nothing worse than when a group of people are all suffering together and some people in that group get up and start punching everybody else in the group. It's like if, if you had a family dog and the dog died and, like, Dad jumped up and he's like, remember that time you didn't feed the dog? You were horrible to this dog. I hate you. Get out of my family. Like, dude, everybody's suffering. If, if you're just going to be a jerk, go away. Go away. Can't believe adults act like this. It's unbelievable. Anyways, returning back to my original point, a lot of issues. You can point to Mason Crosby. You can point to the officials. You can point to Aaron Rodgers. You can point to the receivers not getting open. You can point to the defense falling apart and not playing four quarters. You can point to just about every single player on this team at some point or another who just had a mental lapse that didn't, that, that materialized into an entire game full of just gaffes. But here's, here's where my head is at right now. If one player is not consistently performing you put it on the player when the entire team shows up and from the very start 
My first comment about Aaron Rodgers looking like he's not in the game was in the first quarter. It was like the second series. Already he's pouting. Already this team looks like they don't want to play. They don't want to... They're just not in it. They don't feel like this is our... They're, they're not motivated. They had a full week to get prepared and get motivated to beat a division opponent on the road, and they show up, and he just looks like he's pouting. Oh, he didn't do what I wanted. And maybe it is more on Rodgers. Maybe it's McCarthy and Rodgers. You know, he, McCarthy's doing what he can, but he's not doing enough to form this team closer together. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is also the leader of this team, and if he's going to start off a drive by pouting, and everybody's looking up to him as the leader, where's the leadership? Maybe a little bit more blame does go to Aaron Rodgers, but still, the head coach is more than... When everybody talks about Mark McCarthy needs to go away, they're talking he's a bad play caller, he's bad with clock management, he's, he's, he's got no scheme, the game plan, blah, 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 blah. All that is true and relevant, but there's, there's more to it than that. It's your team identity. It's, it's, look at the Patriots. I, I, I think if you ask people in the know the best coach in the NFL, I don't think anybody anywhere is going to say anything other than Bill Belichick. I just I just don't think so. Because if you look at that team, it doesn't even matter what talent they have. And Tom Brady is talented, and they have Gronk, and they always have a decent amount of talent. But the bottom line is, this is a team that has an identity, and they work together as a unit, and they look like a unit. They are a disciplined, well-oiled machine. That comes down to the head coach. And when you see the Green Bay Packers, if you look on paper, the Packers are a better team than the Patriots, and I will fight you to the death over that. I think Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback than, um, geez, this is what happens when you spend an hour and a half putting together some ridiculous little jingle in the beginning. My brain is fried. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the man's name. He has more talent than Tom Brady. I think the Packers have a better running game. And I think the Patriots have a good running game. I do. But I think the Packers have the ability, they, you know, the breakaway potential. They've got the, the... If you look at the parts, you know, maybe they have a better receiving back, whatever. I like what the Packers have on the ground. I like the Packers' wide receivers. That's not even close. The Packers' wide receivers are better. Look at the defense. We have better linebackers. I know that for a fact. Defensive line with Kenny Clark and, and Mike Daniels, I would say we have a better defensive line. Maybe they have better edge rushers. Do they have better corners? Yeah, maybe. I, bottom line, again, bottom line, on paper, I think the Packers are a better team. But which team is actually better as a unit? Because this isn't this isn't basketball. You can't just have good players that just dominate. And we, we've tried that with Aaron Rodgers, and he's dragged this team only so far. But you can only do so much. And what happens when you have a team that is just fragments and pieces scattered across you know a football field? compared to a team that doesn't have as good of individual pieces, but the unit as a group is better. You have one group that has multiple Super Bowls, that's in the Super Bowl almost every year, and you have another team that occasionally makes it into the playoffs and falls apart. I have nowhere else, and if you can think of anywhere else to lay the blame, please let me know. I don't know where else to put the blame other than Mike McCarthy. That is his job, to form this identity, to focus on these fundamentals and make sure that we're working as a unit. When you got guys in Week 5 still don't know what routes to run, well, we got rookie receivers. And we, so what? Stop making excuses. This is the NFL. These are professional football players. They've been playing football their entire lives. I'm sick of that. Well, you, know, you want to put it on Rodgers? He's got a hurt knee. What does that have anything to do with th- overthrowing a 5-yard pass? These rookies have been playing football their entire lives. These rookies have been with this team for months now. 
we've seen what they've done. We've seen their upside. If they're making mental mistakes, I'm not giving them any leeway. We, we, we have rookies all over the NFL that are producing at a high level. Stop making excuses. Just because you want to point out somebody and you, you don't want the blame going, no, 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 just the person I don't like is the blame. It's all Mike McCarthy. It's all Mason Crosby. It's all whoever I don't like. And if anybody says anybody different, I'm just going to defend them to the death because only I can be right. Grow up. I know nobody wants to hear this. And I, I, I know this is just going to upset a lot of people. Because nobody waits all year for the 2018 season to start talking about the 2019 season. However, I think I think we were a couple years too late moving on from Ted Thompson. I think we were probably four, five, six years too late moving on from Dom Capers. I think we're probably two years over overdue moving on from Mike McCarthy. And I, I don't like saying that. I'm. It's similar to how I feel about Ted Thompson. I have a ton of respect for Mike McCarthy. We have had so many awesome years and so many amazing offenses, almost entirely due to that man, and I have the utmost respect for him. But this isn't about respect. This isn't about what you've done in the past. This is about what you've done for me lately. That's all there is to it. And I don't mean to be cruel, and I'm, I'm not just throwing a temper tantrum. I'm not just being emotional. And, and I'm just saying I don't know if you follow the evidence where else to go other than he needs to go. And again, the pieces individually are there. And you know it. As upset as you are and as much as you are emotionally distraught, you have to know that the pieces are there. The offensive line needs a, couple, needs a little work. We need to get some new players there. That's for sure. But they're doing good enough. The blocking has been getting a lot better. The sacks on Aaron Rodgers have come after like five, six seconds. The blocking has been phenomenal over the last two weeks. The tight ends are underperforming, but that's that's Green Bay Packers 101. That's that's every year we we don't know how to use tight ends. That's as much as Mike McCarthy talks about how critical they are. The man wouldn't know what to do with a tight end. I mean, I I I think if we had Rob Gronkowski, he'd probably have 400 yards by the end of the year. It's just okay. That was meant to be insulting because I mean, it's just I'm I'm tired of of hearing about tight ends. I just am. It, that's just the way it is. They don't do anything in Green Bay. But we have good wide receivers, and I, I, I am encouraged by what we saw from the rookies. Not that they're elite, but in their first outing, we saw that they have some breakaway potential, like Aaron Jones does. They have, you know, and if, if going into the next year, if we, let's say we dump Jamon, whatever, and we still have a couple good contributors that over the next couple of years can fill in as quality depth. And maybe we move on from Cobb or whatever. I don't know. What I, I'm just speculating. The point is, I'm optimistic that if we can hit on a coach, and I understand it's a difficult task and things could be a lot worse than they are which is why I went to the to the task of doing an entire episode and if you haven't listened to it because I saw some people asking okay genius you know that's the always the common refrain then tell me who we should hire I did a full thing on it and I can tell you right now I don't have a whole lot of confidence in any of that stuff but that's going to be up to Gutekunst that's going to be up to Mark Murphy to get together and decide who would be a good head coach I would trust that they'd be able to figure that out because I just want somebody to grab these pieces and form them into a unit. That's all we need. I'm I'm not interested in oh we we have to get uh we have to get Lincoln Riley because he's got these crazy offensive schemes and ba ba dee dee. I don't care about all that. That's that's secondary. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be great. I just want a guy who can who can develop a system that this offense can buy into and get excited about, similar to what Mike Pettin has done. The defense isn't producing at a high level, but they believe it and they buy into it. 
we, we just need somebody that's going to drill this team into the ground so that they come out and they produce at a high level, that they are prepared. Just a coach that can get the team prepared. This team isn't prepared. They're not motivated. They didn't come into this game believing anything or wanting to do it. was just, it was right from the start, you can just feel this isn't going to go well. You know you could feel it, and so could I. It was just in the air, in the attitude, in the body language of the players, in the momentum, just, just the way things, you're watching it and you're going, what is going on right now? What is this garbage that I'm watching? 7 nothing, and they, they got a nonsense touchdown that didn't even matter, and we knew the game just felt over already. It had nothing to do with, it's out of our reach. It's just that you could feel that this team is not, not ready. They're not prepared. After a full week of preparation, they're not prepared. They're not motivated. They're not interested. They're not invested. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So, yes, I believe that there's some potential, but I'm, I'm rapidly running out of hope for this season. And I, I don't want to be that guy. There is absolutely positively a chance but the problem is even moving forward if you listen to if you look to Rodgers if you look to McCarthy for some hope a lot of times when when people like me and the fans start getting down what do you hear we we hear the run the table con uh, comments we hear this whole you know all you know the fans are fans need to relax we'll be fine you know we're starting to no nothing they don't feel good about it listen to the comments from Rodgers listen to the comments from Mike McCarthy something is wrong and they can't even identify it they were asked to, to find a common thread. What's going on? I, and they, they'd seriously think about it and go, I, I don't know. I really don't. They don't know what's wrong. Again, that's Mike McCarthy. What is the problem? He can't even identify what the problem is. And he's, he's throwing his hands up and saying, I'm out of ideas. I got nothing left. I don't know what to do with this team. They just won't produce. They won't work for me. That is on the players, but that's also on Mike McCarthy. That's on him to fix it. He has to be the fix-it guy, and he can't fix it. And I don't have the faith that he's going to fix it. I wish I did. We've seen it before. We've seen the run-the-table stuff. But again, look at the coaches and the players. You tell me that they feel motivated. You tell me that they're, they are on an upward trajectory. This is one of the worst games I've ever seen the Packers play. And again, that's not hyperbole from a person who's emotionally just distraught. That's not. I cannot think of it. The Washington Redskins game was a collapse. That wasn't this bad. When you, when you even have guys like Mason Crosby having a game like that, the worst game of his entire life, and he went, that was him, by the way, if you didn't know what that clip was, going back to high school and in college and as far back as he can remember, this is one of the, something's just wrong. Something is off. And I don't even need to speculate about what it is or, or how to fix it because it's just something's broken and the, the guy who's tasked with fixing it can't. He doesn't know what the problem is. He just keeps going back to the, we, we've got work to do, you know, we're, we're just not very good right now. We we got to go back to the drawing board. We got I don't even know what to say. He doesn't know what to say. The players don't know what to say. It's broke. It's what we call at work beyond economical repair. In other words, I can't fix it. We just got to get a new one. And I think that's where we're at. And I you know, I I don't want to 
Last year when Rodgers went out, I went heavy into, hey, let's just tank for the draft. I'm not, I'm not going down that path, at least not yet. The season is far from over, and all of our talented players are still here. So I'm, I'm not giving up on the season, but what I'm saying is it's become evident to me that Mike McCarthy is not the guy that can, can mold this into a cohesive unit. He just he can't do it. I think he's incredibly intelligent. I think, you know, even the game plans and certain things, I think he does well. And I, I think things can definitely get worse in that regard, depending on getting, you know, you could get a, a real bad head coach and things could get worse. But you can't, you can't stay here. And all the people who say, okay, then who are you going to hire? You have to at least admit, this isn't working. This isn't working. We defended T- T- Ted Thompson too long. We stuck with him too long. We stuck with Dom Capers too long. We're sticking with Mike McCarthy too long. This has to be completely self-evident to everybody listening to the sound of my voice right now. If you're not on board, I don't know why. This is his job to fix, and he doesn't know what to do. And they're getting worse. The the whole, it's, it's September football, they'll get it figured out. They're regressing. Things are just falling apart rapidly. I don't know what to say about that. And, and not only that, this is, this is the second week now in a row where the, the complaint has been, given the amount of yards we had, we should have decimated that team, but this is all we put together. I mean, how many weeks have we felt good about? We won last week, and everybody felt bad about it because it just felt off. It felt wrong. And I, I was kind of like, oh, come on. It's not that bad. We won. It's still something to be excited about. Look at that defense, right? I mean, that's pretty cool, guys, right? But Rodgers... Roger's frustration was, I mean, he, he's a very good indicator of where things are at. That, that run-the-table comment came because even though we saw a terrible game, he saw something different. He saw the things that they were trying to build toward, it just clicked. So he came out of that loss after several losses in a row and just had this glow and was like, dude, guys, I'm telling you, I, it, it finally happened. What we've been looking for, if, I think we can run the table, which felt ridiculous to us because we just lost like five in a row. This was the worst Packers team we've seen in a very long time. And he comes out talking about run the table. You must be kidding me. But again, that was Rodgers saying, I saw it. I saw this thing, it, the thing we've been wanting. It clicked. It finally came together. What is he at now? What, what is our weather vane pointing at now? It's all south. He's pointing due south. There's nothing good about this. Even when things were good, like a win, he came out and he was furious because he saw how bad things were. Despite the win, despite the yards, despite the shutout, he saw things were in terrible shape. And look what happened this week. Look to Rodgers and look to McCarthy if you want to see. And and Rodgers is probably a better indicator because even though Mike can see it, he's much better at controlling his emotions and keeping it inside and, and painting a better picture than the way things really are. Rodgers is a fantastic indicator of where things are at, and right now he's just throwing his hands up and going, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what's going on, but this is not good. There isn't a lot of hope, and the only hope I have right now is the fact that we have a team coming up that just is going to have a hard time beating even a struggling Packers. They, they just, I mean, they, they lost their quarterback for the year. That's devastating. They lost this running back that's been, you know, Matt Breida, He's one of the guys that's actually doing better than Aaron Jones as far as yards per carry. He's, he's killing it right now. He's out, and it seems like it's going to be several weeks. The best thing I can point to is we have a, a, a very reasonable expectation of a win next week and then a bye. And you just got to hope that they just they figure it out, that something clicks. But I, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know how, again, how you can put a, a positive spin on this because there just isn't a way to do it. The, the, again, I know nobody wants to hear it, but the, at this point, the most positive thing I can point to is the fact that the pieces are here, and if we were able to move on from McCarthy after this year, we have a very reasonable expectation. If we can find a good head coach of several years of sustained success. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got the running game. We've got, you know, I think Gutekunst, again, I think he's done this past draft, I think, was was very positive. I think it was a good draft. I like Jair. I thought Josh Jackson played well. You know, he's not perfect, but he's still up and coming. I think he, that was a great hit in the second round. I think Oren Burks is, is getting better. The athleticism is evident. I think the rookie wide receivers, you know, Jamon aside, have, have shown flashes and ability for, for being late round wide. I mean, we're talking, what, a fifth and sixth round guy? Something like that to go that late and to have as much production as we're seeing. I mean, these are pretty talented guys. Even guys like Donerson and Looney that, you know, they're basically seventh round throwaways. There's reasonable, there's reason to believe that they could contribute on some minor level. You know, we have the pieces. We have Gutekunst who can help to build into the future. I think the missing piece is a head coach that can put it all together. I think the players are there. I think the, the, the GM is there to provide the players the, of the future. We're missing that leader to put it all together. That's it. I know that's, that's probably like backhanded good news. And again, I'm not giving up on the year. I'm absolutely not. We've seen this so many times, but it, you just, you're just lying if, if you're saying that this is positive. Because it's not. We've dug a very serious hole. And... Um, even if the Packers rebound, it's it's tough. If the Packers are back at 100%, if they squeak out a win and they come out of this bye, you know, as good as they're going to be all year and they're they're in playoff caliber shape, it's still tough. You know, I, I still don't know at their best, can they beat the Rams? I don't know. At their best, can they beat the Patriots in Foxborough? I don't know. Can they beat the Vikings on the road? I don't know. Can we beat the Bears on the road? I don't know. Even at their best, that's tough. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a serious, serious grind and the only hope I have for this season is the fact that, as I sort of alluded to earlier, um, a lot of teams are very up in the air, and it's very hard to say who's good and who's not. I, I still don't know if the Vikings are any good. Yeah, they beat the Eagles, but I don't know if the Eagles are any good. You know, The Eagles beat the Falcons, but I don't know if the Falcons are any good. The Rams beat the Vikings, but I don't know if the Rams are any good. The Seattle Seahawks almost beat the Rams. I, I don't know. You know, it's, just, it's this circular thing. Well, is this team? I don't know. I don't know. The only teams I think are good are... You know, the Chiefs beating the Jaguars, I actually had some hope that the Jaguars would pull out a win there um, just because I felt like the Jaguars would be able to put up points on the Chiefs and the Jaguars, if anybody would have enough defense to be able to stop the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs overcame that defense like they didn't even exist, and the defense was good enough to stem the tide of the Jaguars, even though they don't have that good of an offense. I figured they'd be able to put up points on this abysmal defense. They only put up 14 points. Chiefs are good. Rams, I mean, I don't know about their defense. Everything is up in the air. Everything is sloppy. The kickers are... Maybe it's just something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the NFL. The only thing I can hope for is that every every other team keeps kicking themselves in the head. And, um, you know, the Packers just figure it out sooner than everybody else and makes a push. It's the only hope we've got right now. Season isn't over, but it just doesn't look good. And I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. I, I cannot imagine I've said one controversial thing this whole time. Everybody understands the severity of, of digging this hole, and it's not just the hole. If it was just the record, and if, you know, if we had just lost to the Rams and the Patriots, if those were our two losses, it'd be like, okay, I mean, we'll, we'll be all right. But it's just, it's the manner in which we play. It's the, you know, even, even the wins, 
we barely beat the Chicago Bears. I mean, just barely. We we beat the Buffalo Bills, but we, again, we came out of that game just, you know, Aaron Rodgers came out furious, and I, and for good reason. The offense was not good enough. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy's seat has ever been this hot. I really don't, and I think he knows it. You know, he's coming out. Um, I think several times he's come out with a very positive spin on things, and and because he he needs to because his job depends on it. And I think even this week he came out and basically just admitted things were were bad, unlike against that Buffalo Bills team where he's like, hey, how about that win, right? It blew him out, boom, boom. Um, this fell apart, and even he had to come out and admit, you know, this isn't good. This is this is pretty bleak. So, um, you know, that that's. I, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I don't want to go into – nobody cares about statistics today. I, I can tell <laughs> just based on – Twitter and everything. Who cares? Yeah, we, we threw for 750,000 yards. And, um, you know, if this would have happened, then we would have won. And if this and if that. And what about this? And we can go through all the scenarios. But as a team, as a unit, it's just it was bad from head to toe. You know, and if you want to say the Lions aren't that good, they would just, you know, we should have beat them. Fine. Yeah, Lions are terrible. And fine. I don't whatever you want to say. I don't really care. I don't I think that's beyond the point. And, um, you know, tomorrow I can start kind of getting back on track a little bit and you know we'll look at some of the stats we'll look at some of the things and where we stand and you know how do we get back on track and where do we stand with the rest of the league and you know maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little more digging into to coaches and um I think you know maybe maybe I'll reach out to uh to Landry see if he can give us a little more insight into <laughs> into the coaches or or somebody I don't know it, it just uh I don't know I think everyone just needs a day, so I'm just going to give everybody a day, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get back on track tomorrow, but uh, anyways, I'm actually just going to leave it at that. I know this isn't as in-depth as I usually go, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a day to mourn, get back on track. Um, some, of us, some of us have the day off today, so get to spend some time with family and focus on things that uh, matter a little more than football. Get together with your family, have some fun. You know, brewers are doing well. It's, it's not all just about football. we got other stuff to be excited about. So go enjoy your day, and I will be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Have a great one. Bye-bye. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com